The Grower Calling, Canada's go-to horticulture podcast. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Cohort Wholesale. It's easy selling greenhouse produce. Think red tomatoes, red peppers, and more recently, red strawberries. In the last decade, the sector has become far more sophisticated in branding its specialty products. Think about brown-skinned tomatoes, two-bite cucumbers, and canary yellow peppers. And of course, they all have fun brands. I'm Karen Davidson, editor of The Grower. Today, I'm visiting with Chris Veillon, Chief Marketing Officer for Pure Hothouse Foods in Leamington, Ontario. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm uh, great. And uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you are a 15-year veteran of marketing for several leading greenhouse growers. What has been the biggest change in how greenhouse produce is marketed to consumers? I think the biggest change, Karen, has been the emergence of, uh, of brands uh, over this last decade plus. You know, we've seen the emergence and the rapid growth of, of, of many different, uh, and I say in air quotes, different brands within, within fresh produce, specifically within greenhouse. You know, if you think back a decade ago, you know, really three main, you know, decade to 15 years ago, three main produce brands. Dole de Monte and Chiquita. You know, the greenhouse space was known for, you know, growing under glass and so forth. And, you know, there are a couple that had been developing you know, a number of brands and had become household names. But really, in, in that, this last 15 year span, it's, it's been that emergence of, of not just one, two, or three. We're talking, you know, upwards of a dozen to 20 different greenhouse brands that are vying for consumers' attention. And it is uh, certainly making the landscape very interesting in regards to um, produce brand marketing. And it's certainly making everyone, you know, uh, invest and level up and, and, and get get vested in, in growing their, their proprietary brands. And it's a challenge. Um, it's one that is, uh, it's difficult. It's a, it's a space that has no real face to it. You know, fresh fruits and vegetables are not sexy by any means. Uh, and people travel to retail stores, they're buying products, you know, they're seen as commodities. And as a vertically integrated grower marketer, uh, such as we are here at Pure Flavor, Pure Autos, it's we're investing in, in spending the time and effort and the resources that are needed to 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 give that you know that you know canary yellow pepper you mentioned, or the two bite cucumber, a, a a very visual persona. Well, I've heard you say that the greenhouse sector has learned to market products that isn't red. Uh, so, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Well, you know, most people think if it's red, it's got to be sweet, it's got to be juicy, um, and it's got to be the, the best thing out there. But not everything has to be red to be flavorful. You know, if you if you look at how things continue to uh, to expand, you know, you mentioned about the canary yellow peppers, for example, or the different colored tomatoes. The the fact is that that as as technology and and breeding and research and development evolves, you know, many seed companies and so forth are are, are developing varieties that aren't red, that are, you know, these fantastic, very bright, you know, yellows and oranges and greens and purples and browns. They all have these unique markers that, you know, are all centered around flavor. So it doesn't necessarily have to be red to be flavorful. For example, for us, we've just launched the uh, greenhouse grown melon that took eight years to come to market. You know, seed companies are spending, you know, oodles and oodles of time and effort and money to, to bring new items to market that um, are unique and, and flavorful because consumers want something different. So 
just because it's not red doesn't mean it can't have an exceptional eating experience. Well, I think all of this really plays out at the uh, the retail counter because look at the extension of the shelf space that's now given to uh, to the greenhouse area. It's it's not, it's not just uh, eight feet; it's sixteen feet. It's it's beyond that. It's uh, it, it has really exploded in response Absolutely. to all the products that are that are coming to market. Absolutely, and if you, you walk into your local, you know, uh, Loblaws or Sobeys or Metro, for that matter, you know, you, you look at these these retail spaces that, you know, a decade ago would have had maybe three or four different types of tomatoes. Today, it's upwards of ten, and there may be there may be a half dozen different marketers and such, and different packages and formats, and the 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 category is booming um, to to meet the demand of consumers who want variety. And uh, it's it's cool to see. It's fun to walk into a retail store and 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 look at these these massive fresh produce displays. So one of the major developments at Pure Houthouse is that you have actually built a kitchen inside of your marketing department. Tell me a little bit about why you have done that. You know what? It's that's a great uh, a great topic. Something I'm I'm very passionate about. Um, we've built uh, what we call the lab uh, here at Pure. Uh, we built a 24 foot wide by 100 feet long uh, dream office location. Uh, it's actually nestled right inside our Phase Three facility here in Lincolnton. We occupy a second floor of, of a structure here in, inside the greenhouse, where it is the marketing department exclusive area. Uh, we have uh, a boardroom that seats 12, uh, workstations for 12, a couple of offices, a, a nice big storage area for all of our, our trade show material and promotion material. And then the, uh, the main feature is our, is our studio kitchen, um, which was built custom for us. We, the team, our team herself actually designed it um, in, in a way that would allow us to do all of our content creation. We've been doing our own content for years, but this, this new space is, um, it looks like you're in you know, someone's kitchen. It's got you know, nice red brick walls, you know, um, you know, stainless steel, you know, uh, stove, uh, stove top and, and ovens and microwaves and fridges. But the, the concept is that it's it's open concept with a, a big island in the middle that allows for uh, our to create all of our recipes and, and, and lifestyle content. But we also invested uh, in specific lighting, uh, much like a movie set. <laughs> if you walked onto a TV set and so forth and you saw the, the various uh, light cans hanging over the ceiling, we have... I think there's 30 different lights that are that are uh, that are in the ceiling um, to help capture the right light uh, for the uh, for the photos. But the kitchen itself is is meant to be uh, used as studio kitchen to develop that content, but also doubles as uh, a meeting space um, that's attached to our boardroom. Um, we host uh, a variety of customer meetings here um, after the, our our sales team and leadership team uh, takes their, their visitors through the greenhouse. They come upstairs into the boardroom for the meeting, and at the same time, our chef, who happens to be one of my graphic designers on our strategic marketing team, um, uh, creates you know a wide variety of recipes for for our guests. But everything's done in this one central area. We are the first team um, out of the headquarters that's not in the main building. We're actually, like I said, at our phase three facility uh, in Leamington. So we're we're literally 75 feet. I look outside my office window right now, and I can see thousands of cucumber plants. So uh, we're in a, a very special location. Very, very special. Indeed, and uh, what an inspiration to uh, your marketing team. Um, I, I think you've got something like 10 people there. 
Um, yes. So uh, it, it, again, again, it just speaks to how far the marketing and branding has come. It's something like a, a craft kitchen. <laughs> uh, if you think about what some of the big, the big uh, consumer goods companies that that are out there. Well, we we felt that we needed to to create a space that was that was very specific for marketing. You know, we we had been in the main office area and kind of. You know, we've been growing by leaps and bounds over these last five to six years, actually a little bit longer, but the, the need for, for expansion was, was, uh, was there. And, you know, working with the owners, uh, we decided that this was the best location for this very unique and very thought-provoking um, space. Our group is, we're kind of like our own mini internal agency. Um, we create all of our own content. Uh, I prefer that we, we have greater control over that by doing it ourselves. Everything from recipe development to lifestyle creation, photography, videography. And we are, you know, everything under the sun. We are, we're chefs, we're stylists, we're, we're copywriters. Um, we are personal, you know, event planners. That's what the marketing team of today looks like. And certainly in, in our space, in, in the greenhouse, uh, greenhouse produce space, is that, you know, we have to create amazing content for consumers to, to entice them. And I really believe we need to, to be creating more mouth-watering moments for our products because people need to understand the value proposition of what a greenhouse-grown tomato, pepper, or cucumber is, is really all about. So having the ability to do that here internally, we're saving ourselves tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year um, and not having to farm out all that work um, where we are, we are in it. We're drinking the Kool-Aid every day while we're creating this content. And we're using... You know the the data and and the research that we're conducting with uh, our consumers about you know what they're looking for for recipe creation. You know the idea of of, of lifestyle marketing and fresh produce is is taking off, and we're fortunate to be ahead of the curve. We've been doing it for years. We're just getting better at it, and have a very strong team that that understands their um, their opportunity to to influence and, and create more opportunities for people to increase fresh produce consumption. Well, you've definitely built a millennial kitchen for a millennial market. So tell us a little bit about the, the digital strategies that you're using to reach these consumers. Tell us uh, about the database that you've got and the, and the social media uh, strategies that you're undertaking. I've been talking digital for over a decade, that it was going to be our primary way of communicating uh, and, in, and influencing people. Um, what we've done here at Pure is, is that you know, we're not the biggest player in the game, but we certainly have a, a very strong and very intense content strategy. I started with Pure a little over five years ago, and at the time, I think we had like 890 people following us on Facebook. Um, and I think just last night, we eclipsed 201,000 people that um, are located throughout Canada and the U.S. And I can probably tell you where 95% of those people are located because we actually use uh, geofencing technology our geofencing algorithms to serve our content to areas where we have high sales concentrations in both Canada and the U.S. So now we're making sure that we are being laser focused on what we're delivering and where we're delivering uh, and to whom we're delivering. You know, the, the ideas of years past of, you know, kind of a shotgun blast um, and putting it out there and, you know, see what sticks, you know, that's not the best use of dollars. And, you know, we are a family owned business. We're not CPG. We don't have the deep pockets of, uh, of those main players from center of store. So the dollars that we do spend are, are very, very specific. And um, the digital strategies that we employ are, are omni-channel based. So that would mean that we have a social strategy that would cover Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, 
uh, in YouTube, and then we'd have a web strategy that we focus specifically on on the website, which is pure-flavor.com, uh, no youth, the American Stone, and that website is, that's our Bible. I mean, everything that we do is, is focused on driving people to the web. We have hundreds upon hundreds of landing pages that we've created um, to help influence uh, and provide as much content as we can to consumers. And in the last two years, we created uh, an, uh, an EPUB or an electronic publication uh, platform called the Live Deliciously Magazine or the Live Deliciously E-Magazine uh, that's published quarterly that ranges anywhere between, you know, 26 to 40 pages in content. Um, that content contains uh, growing stories, product, recipes, uh, contests and such. And even just earlier this year, we now have launched those on 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 Kobo Books, on Apple Books, Google Play, and I can't remember the others. But I think there's four or five different uh, e-platforms. So people who use e-readers and so forth can can download the digital magazine right to their their favorite e-reader and take it with them. So these digital strategies are all focused about raising brand awareness, and everything drives back to the website where they can they can search and, and find products and recipes. I mean, my gosh, I think we're we're cresting just a little over 750 recipes now on our website that we've developed in the last four to five years. You know, we have a, a network of, of influencers. That's probably one of the biggest uh, tools in our arsenal right now is that we have um, a couple of dozen different influencers that are based, you know, through Canada and U.S. You know, that we've, we've preferred and, and chosen to go down the path of working with nano influencers that are over between 1,000 and 10,000 followers to help create really awesome content. And, you know, so it's not just us being the megaphone, they're being our megaphone for how they use our products and their recipes and such. So, I mean, we've got all these different strategies to, to connect and, 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 and get people jazzed about fresh produce. But unless you're talking to them in the right channel with the right message, you're going to be lost. Maybe a very old concept, but segmenting your audience. So mm-hmm. you talk about geofencing and knowing where your uh, consumers are, but are you um, able to segment in terms of demographics as in uh, millennials as in boomers as in zoomers um, do, you have different me- do, do you have different messages for for those uh, various age groups we are we have started to to strategize and plot out what that segmentation looks like from a digital perspective when we do serve up our our, our geofence content it is very demographic specific um, we have a certain persona that we that we believe is is our core is our core customer um, within a certain range and gender, and then from there it's tied down to interests. So we're getting to the point now of, of the data mining side um, to be able to uh, email uh, appropriate content. So part of our 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 CRM strategy is to make sure that, take for example, you Karen, you like tomatoes and cucumbers, and I only like peppers. So I want to make sure that, that myself as customer number one, two, three only gets content on peppers, but you for customer three, four, five, you know, get customers that are based on the things that you're interested in. So we're not, you know, we're not um, kind of pushing out the wrong information to the wrong people. So we want to make sure that we're able to provide them with content that they're going to, they're going to enjoy and react on. And I think that is, as time moves forward, the, the whole idea of, of marketing personalization will continue to, to, to explode. And then, again, this is all new, for certainly for, for the greenhouse space. I don't really see anybody else in our space going to this extent. But for us, it works. We're a greenhouse grower. I mean, we've got 16 or 17 different types of tomatoes, four different types of peppers, four different types of cucumbers, eggplants. We're, we're into a little bit of strawberries right now. We're, we just lost the first greenhouse melon. 
um, and we've got a slew of organics, and we've got oodles and oodles of product. You can imagine the content strategy behind all of that stuff to make sure that when someone comes to the website and punches in tomato XYZ, we better be ready. we got to make sure that we have the right information for them, make sure we have the nutritional panels, because all of our products have nutritional panels. People want to know what the health content is. And then most importantly is, how do I use this little brown chocolate rose tomato? How do, what do I do with it? Cloud9, heard it's fruity. What's a great fruity recipe for Cloud9? Or my kids love cucumbers. What, tell me about this, these Uno Bites, nano bite-sized cucumbers. What can I do with them? Well, you sound very excited about it, and uh, I can understand why. The, uh, it's been said, of course, that the kitchen is the heart of the home, but uh, it sounds to me like the kitchen is the heart of work uh, for you at uh, Pure Hot House. So thank you. Thank you very much for carving out some time for us in your busy schedule. And I would say uh, happy cooking. And you know what? Next time you're at Lewiston, Karen, give us a call. I can sure, I'm sure Chef Michael will be, will be happy to, uh, to whip something up for you. Thank you so much.